Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Two historic moments. George and I have been at Arlington Street Church for most of our lives and have many, many memories. When talking through what has affected us the most, two historic moments stood out. George, you go first. It all happened with no warning. There was no committee meeting, no congregational meeting, nothing. Victor Jokel, our executive director, had read in the newspaper that the UU Church in Providence had granted asylum to a conscientious objector, a Vietnam Army soldier who had gone AWOL in protest against the war in Vietnam. Victor thought that the Arlington Street Church, as the mother church, should also take action to provide sanctuary. So Victor met with the New England resistance against the war and told them that Arlington Street wanted to offer sanctuary. The resistance did have an army deserter come to Arlington Street for sanctuary. They organized the soldiers' stay, and they said they would be in the church 24 hours a day while he was here. So it had already been done, and the resistance was occupying the church when Jack Mendelson, the senior minister of Arlington Street Church, and the Prudential Committee, the governing board of the church, found out about it. It was a fait accompli. In 1967, Jack Mendelssohn was in Maine at his other home in, on sabbatical and came down as soon as he heard it. Jack was quite angry that this had happened without his approval. He chastised Victor Jokel for his action, but it was too late. There was nothing Jack could do to change it. So he went back to Maine. An emergency meeting of the Prudential Committee was called. I, along with other members, also attended the meeting. The Prudential Committee, in effect, supported the action, but made it known that this was after the fact, and they were not pleased with the way it had been done. Two days later, after the resistance came, they announced that there would be no church the next Sunday as they had taken over the church and were in charge now. So I called two friends, Ivan Bath and Paul Cole, both active members of Arlington Street Church, and they agreed with me that we couldn't let this happen. At that time, we were all tall, young, and strong. <laughs> we arrived at 9 a.m. the next Sunday 
having said no word to anyone, including the resistance, before we arrived. There were only five resistors here because they didn't know we were coming. We began to open the great doors. Why are you opening the doors, they asked. We said, we're going to work with you, but this church is still a church, and we are going to have Sunday services every Sunday. From then on, the church services went on as usual. I would occasionally bring people who were on the street into the meetings to see for themselves what was going on. I even convinced two FBI agents sitting outside the church in an unmarked car, come on inside, see for yourself what the Vietnam resistors are about. The resistors didn't like that. <laughs> but I said to them that they needed to create an education for the people about why they were opposing the war. There was nothing illegal going on other than providing sanctuary, which is not against the law. For the Army Conscience Objector, he was breaking the law, not us. But sanctuary didn't last very long. The government was quicker in those days. Eventually, Jack Mendelson came around and became a supporter of the Vietnam War resistors. A church service was held at Arlington Street on Monday morning, October 16, 1967, to honor the turning in of draft cards. All across the country on that day, services were held in churches to collect people's draft cards, brought together, and delivered to the Justice Department in Washington, D.C. Arlington Street Church's interfaith service for turning in the draft cards was led by William Sloan Coffin of Yale University, Jack Mendelson from ASC, George Hunston Williams from Harvard University, and Father Robert Cunane, a Catholic priest. What was publicized in the newspapers was a picture of a burning card. That's why there were not supposed to be any burning in cars. There's no moment by turning in a card, but burning a card, that, that calls for photographs. About 10 cards were burned at ASC, but more than 300 cards were turned in to believe, be delivered with the thousands from across the country. I also turned in my draft card. Although I had served in the Air Force for about eight years, all service people are required to keep their draft cards until they are 35 years old in case of being recalled to active duty. The FBI was looking for me at Harvard Divinity School, but they couldn't find me. <laughs> they did call me once at the church. This is a time before no computers, no iPhones, nothing. They did call me once at the church, but I refused to meet with them and did not want to talk with them. Their reply was, quote, we can understand the young people turning in their cards because they're afraid to go to war, but we don't understand the service people turning in their cards. They support the country. I said to the agent that, quote, the Vietnam conflict was an unjust war and even service people understood that. 
Some people were charged for turning in their cards, but no service people were ever charged. I became with the involved with the resistance and would organize buses to go to Washington, D.C. from this church several times for the peace rallies. I urged the people to see for themselves what was going on and not just read the newspapers and watch the television, which always focused on the riots. There were many more peaceful, not peaceful, there were many more peaceful protesting than rioters. Most of the bus riders were glad they had gone to see for themselves. Later on, Jack gave a strong sermon about why the draft card turn-in was so important. During the service, when people can come up in the early days and say something about joys and sorrows, one person, Brad Seasholes, came up and denounced the church for opposing the Vietnam conflict. He gave his opinion about the war and the resistance and said, if this is what the church is all about, then I want nothing to do with it, quote. And they had, they, he then walked down the center aisle and out into the street. It made all the newspapers the next day with his picture and the quote. I was in the choir loft and went downstairs and out the front door and found him sitting across the street in front of the Channing statue. We knew each other well, and I said to him that he needed to stay in the church because he was a major figure for those people in the church who agreed with the war. He was a good spokesman. Brad owed a responsibility to them as their spokesman to who they, look up and they looked up to him and deserting the church was also deserting them. Brad did return and he stayed with the church. His wife and family remained in the church for many years thereafter, in spite of what the papers said. ASC lost its insurance because of playing politics by the insurance companies saying we were in danger of fires and vandalism. They said if Arlington Street Church would say that they would not have another sanctuary at the church, they would continue their insurance policy. That was a debate. The church would not make that pledge, even though we were not contemplating our sanctuaries. So our, cancel our insurance was canceled. For the next two and a half years, the church had night watch. The church people rose to the occasion and guided the church to protect it. For two and a half years, there was no fires and no vandalism. At that time at the church, there were over 500 members, and the members were very active, not just protesting the war, but also concerned about the denial of civil rights the growing influence of drugs, the number of homeless on the streets, and other injustices. No one issue dominated, but there was respect for the differences that each member brought to the church. Davey, your turn. 
Well, mine is a little different, um, more from my personal point of view. What stands out for me as a turning point in my life was when I joined the just-formed Arlington Street Church Women's Caucus in early 1973. We were in the forefront of the women's movement, women's liberation movement of the day, our version of hashtag Me Too. Carolyn McDade was our leader, and she wrote memorable songs, three of which have made it into the UU hymn book, and we're singing them this morning. Carolyn came from a Southern Baptist background, and she called herself a woman of faith, seeking with others to touch what matters. Some of our other songs would not have made it into the hymn book. We specialized in being somewhat outrageous with titles like, Well, We Might Come In a Fighting and Leave the Breads a Burning. We made two vinyl albums, Honor Thy Woman's Self and Leave the Breads a Burning. And one of our members, Audrey Drummond, wrote a book about the caucus, also called Honor Thy Woman's Self. We sang at many local churches, at General Assembly, we were on several TV shows, and we were asserting our right to be our true selves, not what men expected us to be. And we definitely made an impact and started feeling empowered in our lives. We were a loose, undisciplined group, reveling in the opportunity to express ourselves in a safe space. Sometimes disagreements would flare, but we managed to work them out. There were some fundamental differences, though. Some of us were freer and more experimental than others. In her men's lecture to the UUA General Assembly in 2003, Reverend Kim Crawford Harvey talked about ASC history. Here's what she said about the caucus. Quote, in 1972, the Arlington Street Church Women's Caucus was organized, and on Mother's Day, 1973, the surface opened with a large procession of women singing Carolyn McDade's We Might Come In a Fighting, because there's lots that needs a writing, and wearing signs on their backs that said, quote, bitch. <laughs> we were definitely into confrontation. Audrey's book describes, <laughs> Audrey's book describes some of our experiences, like the decision process for the cover photo on our first album, and the difficulties and conflicts we had at times, such as when we made one of our TV shows with Eunice West at Channel 5. A lot of discussion centered on how we felt about traditional religion and whether we should eliminate the word church from our name. Audrey has this passage in the book about my take on things. Quote, Gaby recalled caucus organization this way. I was rather skeptical and impatient at some of the early caucus meetings. Who was running the meeting anyway? But what was being built up was a matrix of trust. A common ground was being plowed. Sometimes the process was painful and jarring. But then, miraculously it seemed to me, something took root and the growth just wouldn't quit from that nurturing soil. It sprouted all manner of creative expression that most of us had only vaguely been aware existed within us. From those rambling beginnings, we became an effectively functioning group but no one delegated anything. We just did what we could do best. And somehow, our best kept getting better." End quote. How did this affect my life outside of the caucus? I was working as an administrative assistant at a local business, and I didn't love it. It so happened that right across Boylston Street from Arlington Street was the Ed Women's Educational and Industrial Union, which closed in 2006. 
And the very sympathetic woman I spoke with deduced that I was not cut out for business and would be much happier in an academic setting. It was at that point that my ASC friend Jeannie told me that she had heard that the Harvard Museum had just hired a new director and was looking for an assistant, and I got the job. ASC came through for me again. I became the administrative assistant to the director of Harvard's Museum of Comparative Zoology, now the Harvard Museums of Science and Culture that combines six museums. That was the beginning of my real professional life, and being in the caucus gave me the insight and strength to take advantage of where I found myself and contribute my English major skills to develop a whole department of public programs. In our family, we always said that English majors run the world, which was, which was perhaps truer then than in our current digital age. The Friends of the Museum of Comparative Zoology, MCZ, had recently been formed. Prior to that, the museum had always been open to the public, but there were no public programs in existence then. And it fell to me to plan programs, write the newsletter, start a public education program, a volunteer guide program, and a travel program, taking members and friends to the world's wild places. By 1975, I told my director that I really wasn't an administrative assistant anymore, and he agreed. Harvard appointed me director of the newly formed public programs department, and I had a stimulating career there for 26 years. I credit my awakening to my possibilities, to the immersion in the Women's Caucus, to singing with my sisters, and learning who I was as a person and what I could contribute. And of course, none of this would have happened if I hadn't joined ASC as a lost young divorcee in 1967. To complete the story, after taking early retirement, I formed my own travel company. And together with George, I met him in the ASC choir, and we've been singing together ever since. We have been taking people on safaris and other adventures almost every year since. We leave on August 5th for another Africa safari. Let us cherish our good fortune to have found Arlington Street Church and hold this treasured community in our hearts. Amen and blessed be. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.